0: Good morning and welcome to Tuesday morning, May the 16th in 2023 on When I Rise, Today we continue year A, the seventh Sunday of Easter. And on the Tuesday of the week, we'd like to take a look at the Psalm passage, which comes to us in this week from the Revised Common Lectionary and this week of the church's calendar year. And so we find ourselves in Psalm 68, and it's verses 1 through 10. And then we'll jump forward to verses 32 through 35. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning and win our eyes. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Psalm sixty-eight verses one through ten and the verses thirty-two through thirty-five. Let God rise up; let his enemies scatter. Let those who hate Him run, scared before Him. Like smoke is driven away, drive them away. Like wax melting before fire, let the wicked perish before God. But let the righteous be glad and celebrate before God. Let them rejoice with gladness. Sing to God, sing praises to His name. Exalt the one who rides the clouds. The Lord is His name, celebrate before Him. Father of orphans and defender of widows is God in his holy habitation. God settles the lonely in their homes. He sets prisoners free with happiness, but let the rebellious dwell in a parched land. When you went forth before your people, God, when you marched through the wasteland, the earth shook. Yes, heaven poured down before God, the one from Sinai, before God, the God of Israel. You showered down abundant rain, God, When your inheritance grew weary, you restored it yourself, and your creatures settled in it. In your goodness, God, you provided for the poor. Sing to God all kingdoms of the earth. Sing praises to my Lord. Sing to the one who rides through heaven, the most ancient heaven. Look, God sends forth His voice, His mighty voice. Recognize how strong God is. His majesty extends over Israel. His strength is in the clouds. You are an awesome God in your sanctuaries, the God of Israel who gives strength and power to his people. Bless God. This is the word of God for us. So Psalm 68, am I right? Um, Psalm 68 is one of these Psalms, like a recap video. So I don't know what your favorite shows are these days. You probably have a show in your queue where it's like an ongoing saga from episode to episode so there's a need for like this show recap and aren't you glad on amazon prime like they give you a chance to skip all that junk i mean that's just good stuff um but you don't want to skip anything in psalm 68. so psalm 68 starts with all these uh it's, it begins with some demonstrative truths about god about how active god is in the earth how he particularly defends the state of israel the people of israel And uh, particularly like these like vulnerable group of people, we'll notice in the last few verses, that first section that we covered that God is after the widow and the powerless, like he's one who's protecting um, all of those types of people. And then you've got like scene after scene after verse 10 that we didn't cover today, uh, but it begins to recount some of the major episodes from Israel's story. And then it concludes what this call to worship, like sing to God, right? And so um, one of the reasons that uh, the psalmist calls people to praise is because God has been active to defend Israel. This is a common idea in Mesopotamian region where every nation felt like they had a God or a set of gods that uh, would work on their behalf, right? In fact, sometimes they even suggested that whatever happened on the battlefield was a representation of what happened in the heavens. Like there was like a tether between the army of the people and the gods in the heavens, right? And so you have this sense in a couple of different episodes in Israel's history where they wanted to ensure that they were going to have God on their side. So they brought the Ark of the Covenant out, right? And they thought this is like the the lucky rabbit's foot, <laughs> you know? Like that, we got we got a ringer on our team because we've got the Ark of the Covenant with us. And they actually lost it sometimes. Like that episode where they lost it to the Philistines, and it was held over um, in a different temple and caused all sorts of ruckus in that other side. That's for another time, another piece of the lectionary. That might actually show up in like ordinary time or something like that. But nevertheless, this song is simply suggesting that uh, the reason that Israel has been able to be preserved thus far is because God has been with them, right? So he's acted on their behalf. He's particularly had uh, this soft spot in his own mind and heart for the vulnerable among them, and ultimately we see we push back from Psalm sixty-eight. This is God who's demonstratively active, right? And that's one of the unique features of the scripture text, right? I mean, there's other religions that claim that there might be gods or God or a God above, uh, but they may conclude that this God uh, is far off, right? the um, God's just observing. Um, maybe this God is not dr- directly intervening or interacting. Uh, with the world around us um, then you have the very opposite uh, where you've got some religious uh, setups and ideologies where they believe that god is the earth okay we call it panentheism right uh, this idea of, like god is the the earth god is the world the cosmos like uh, the universe is somehow personified it seems like the biblical witness is uh, somewhere in between um, maybe there's a rough way of saying that where god is separate from creation but god is not removed from creation but god is attached to it in certain ways. And I think that we'll see this in the book of Acts. We talked about it yesterday, how Jesus is in heaven, but that doesn't mean he's like in the next time zone over. Uh, he's just simply in the control room and he is leading from there. That's what uh, N.T. says in his book, How God Became King. When you look at the gospels, the gospels are the story in which show that God is enthroned um, over all of creation and that uh, king is a benevolent king, one that we can trust in. So it's not someone who's a tyrant, not someone who came to be served, but one who gave his life as a ransom for many, right? And so I think some, the, some from Psalm 68 is that same picture, where this God like draws out this unique people from Egypt, when it was in bondage and slavery in Egypt, drew it out, uh, gave it a, a promised land, and then now has like this mandate within God's self to protect Israel. Right? and to come uh, to, to the aid of Israel. Now, this is not to say that Israel can do whatever it wants and God will just tag along with them. Of course, they're in covenant community. Of course, they maintain allegiance in the midst of that covenant. But Nevertheless, what they have is a God of grace, a God who moves ahead of them, a God who comes to their defense. Right? Many of us are uh, aided by some troubles today right? And it probably does not uh, compare to the troubles that Israel faced um in the Old Testament uh, era. But nevertheless, uh, I think we can claim the same promise. Like we can approach the same God, the God that's illustrated in Psalm 68, a God who is invested in us, a God that is powerful enough to rescue and save us, And ultimately, a God whose saving acts lead us to worship, right? We worship God because of God's attributes. God is holy. God is forgiving. God is merciful. God is just and kind, all those things. We also worship God because of what God has done, right? And uh, because of that, we have like a unique song to sing to God. And then we have a corporate song because the church, like we've been together being rescued and saved and brought forward by God. God's work in the world. And so uh, we should be people of praise as we recount how God has been active in creation, because the very bottom line, if we were to like, you know, somehow classify or quantify all the action of God, is the action of rescuing and saving and declaring goodness in the world around us, right? So this should lead us to worship. So I hope that as you and I uh, read Psalm 68, that we have a, a posture, a heart posture of worship, that we try to adore God today. And that uh, we are so thankful for all the things that God has done in our life. So those things in mind, let's pray to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we rejoice because you've been good to us. And we thank you that. We look at all of the salvation history, all the things that have happened in your name for bringing creation and carving it into being. Uh, creating a people that you um, have implored to worship you, how even though we have fallen short, you continue to rescue and save. And so we thank you that among the mess of creation, you haven't given up on us, but you continue to build your own people who are eager to do what is good. So how we recount the ways, all the ways in which you've been faithful to us, the ways in which you've directly intervened in our life. And we have so much uh, of a grounds to rejoice today. And so as the psalmist has called us to sing to you, uh, we do worship you today. We allow our souls to rise meet you. We fix our attention upon you. And we pray that you would teach us now. Teach us uh, what it means to be a part of the redemption story. Uh, Teach us to have faith and hope and love, uh, that we would have a, a brimming optimism about the day ahead as we go to school, as we go to work, and as we interact with people Uh, the folks that we know and the folks that we may uh, meet as strangers today, that uh, we would have this posture towards optimism, like this story is going somewhere, because you're the one who's pulling it forward, and you already exist ahead of us. So God, this day uh, fill us with power in order to live according to your ways, and I just pray that you give us the opportunity to make much of Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen.